So I think one of the things too that um, you know people probably want to know is what what's the matter? She's, Wait, what? it, <laughs> no, something, was, something was in my eye. She just thought of about eight I'm things. About to, I'm about to say <laughs> why. What nervous. did you yeah. hear? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so welcome to another episode of the Contacts to Contracts podcast. I am Brian Lovell again here with my co-host, Mr. John Jones, and we are going to shift our top producer series today to the real estate side of our business, and we have two amazing guests with us today in uh, Jessica Roman and Tammy Johnston. Ladies, Hello. welcome to the welcome podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for 2021. Woohoo. Yeah. Leaving twenty. This is interesting. So we're actually going to talk about some exciting stuff today. Real estate. Yes. I mean, not many people want the mortgage side of it, right? No. And the meat and potatoes comes to showing a home, right? Going under contract. We come in kind of at the end, right? We, they just they need us just for the money. Part. Just for the money part. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. So go ahead and, and and talk a little bit about what. Uh, how long have you guys been in the business, and uh, and what brought you into the business? Okay, well, I've been in the business since uh, 2012, and um, gosh, I, I got into the business because um, I was in retail management, and um, I was working 60 hours a week, and I didn't like that I didn't get out of it what I put into it, and I wanted, I really wanted to do that. I, I felt I was a creative enough, I was a hard enough worker, I wanted to do something where I was going to get back everything I put into it. So course I was also a avid HGTV watcher and um, that was my go-to when I'd get home and uh, and I, I just remember watching I don't know if you guys remember Flip or flop what was the show no uh, clean house I mean that it really wasn't with real estate but it was one of the shows on there with Niecy Nash yeah. okay and you were <laughs> you know what I'm talking about right? we do the HGTV in our and house, so we, like, we yeah, know the show I think I can do that that looks easy enough yes you know what I did I went into it like this is going to be fun it, it was really just a hobby I was like okay if I make some money that's great if I don't you know but you can okay. make a lot of money and you can have a lot of time right similar so, to our business here so it's Time and money are yep. a big lure for agents getting in the business. It is, and and I went into it very open-minded. I didn't think that I was going to be very successful. I didn't think I wasn't either. I just was very open-minded. Um, came in every day early in the morning, um, did did my you know whatever my schedule was. I made for myself. I did it every day religiously, and um, I ended up linking up with an REO agent who was in there as early as me, working constantly, and he saw me in there and. He passed a lead off to me one day and was like, you know, see what you could do with it. And I took it, ran with it, and I think I'd been licensed for about three months, and I closed a quarter of a million deal, and I was hooked. I was like, this is it. This is, this and is it exciting. wasn't easy, but it was also very rewarding, and um, I knew I was where I needed to be. So that's how awesome. I got started. Awesome. Cool. What about you, Tammy? <laughs> I'm later to the business. So uh, 2017, uh, I moved down from Connecticut. I had taught for 11 years up north, and um, teaching just wasn't an option down here because the salary, my salary was getting cut in half from wow. where I was to coming down here. So I just started looking into any option. And on Indeed, down here, ev like everything was either insurance or real estate. And I'm like, well, I hate insurance. So... Can't Doesn't go sound there. Exciting. <laughs> um, and I just I found the you know selling my our house up in Connecticut was just so exciting. 
mm-hmm. um, and house hunting and all of that. And I was like, you know what? I could probably do this and be pretty good at it because I like, I love dealing with people. Um, and so I got into it and my first couple of deals were actually with um, people that needed down payment assistance and just, they got into houses that they never thought they would be yeah, it's a great able feeling. to yeah, get to into somebody like that. Yes. Um, and both my first two deals used that, that $15,000 down payment assistance yes. that was around for yes. a little while. Yeah. We know the year. Yes. <laughs> and um, they, both of them cried at the closing table. It was... Oh, what a great feeling. It was awesome. Yeah. And uh, So that's what got you that, hooked. That got me hooked. Okay. Yes. So let me put some context <laughs> to this real quick. So this team did 160 units uh, for $45 million in 2020. But I'm going to have to go with it wasn't always that easy. So what were the early days like for you guys? Our gals. Oh gosh. Well, for me, I, I immediately got into the um, REO niche, and and, um, and and that was here in Florida. That was still a big thing back oh, in gosh. 2012. So you oh, had, yes. you, you had plenty of opportunity there with listings. Oh yeah, all guess. the way until about 2016. I mean, we were pumping them out. I mean, that was that was my business 100%. Maybe okay, I'd say 98%. There'd be a two percent chance where I would get a, a buyer and actually work a buyer because you're oh. so busy with it. And then in um, 2016, it started getting really slow, and uh, the market was doing, it was just continuing to do better and better. So I had to shift and um, get more into the traditional side of real estate, and um, I was able to procure a lot of online leads, and I ended up needing partners. So I partnered with uh, someone, and we created a team. Um, I still had the REO division or we had a team an REO team and then when we had a separate team it was um it was more buyers That's a agents lot of work. yes yes uh, I mean, well you know my team that was REO it was they were so analytical and they were so like don't touch my things and, and then i had my buyers agents on this team that were so outgoing and it was two very different animals um right. and and bringing them together was like a no no so it was two separate teams and um we transitioned into, um, you know, converting online leads, working with buyers predominantly with that team, and um, and that's where we had to pick it up there. And I forgot what the original question was, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you, you pretty much nailed it. The, the question was, it wasn't always what, roses. what were the early days <laughs> yeah. like? Oh, so yeah, yeah. The early days, it sounds like you were primarily doing REO, yes. but you did have to make a shift to your business. Oh, goodness. What, what, where would you say your business primarily comes from today? So um, I would say, I'd say 80% of it is um, well, residential um, real estate, and then 20% would be commercial. Okay. And then we, we dabble with the property management. We're building that division right now. Um, and the REO is starting to bounce back a little bit. So, um, but th- yeah, that's about us right now. Yeah, and we hope we don't, we, you know, we don't see anything near what we saw back in 2008, 9, and oh, 10. Oh, my and goodness. Going forward from I hope there. not. Yeah. Yeah. Whole different so animal. A whole different amount of equity and property here in Florida. So I know yeah. that's a good thing. So anybody that that struggled through this COVID time mm-hmm. is gonna is gonna have equity, and if they do have a difficult time continuing to pay, they can sell a house. They, they hopefully will be able to sell and be able to get out from under it without yeah. a short sale. Absolutely. Yeah. In this market, they shouldn't have to uh, let it be foreclosed on. There, there's so many options. So this yeah. is a crazy market. Speaking of that, let's just jump right into that. I mean, so. It, uh, 2020 was a unique year, so we'll talk about what it was like, you know, starting in March of 2020 and how you guys pivot or shifted your business and your business plan to be as successful as you were in 2020. 
what changes did you have to make there? Gosh, I mean, her and I, uh, well, we both had to make tremendous changes. And we, I think I'd mentioned to you before, we, we were just opening a brand new office. It was oh, in the wow. process of being built. Couldn't get she, out of that. Just signed a lease in February. Wow. Yes, and it was a new build-out. <laughs> so um, a majority of the year I was in that build-out, physically helping out, trying to get it done. And I was on a lot of Zoom calls. Um, I felt very disconnected from my team. There's something to be said about being around each other in the mm-hmm. culture. And 100%. that was the biggest adjustment for me. I didn't like it. I was uncomfortable. Um, I'm big on body language, so I couldn't sit in front of my agents and see how they were really feeling. Um, you know, I had to rely on tonality, and mm-hmm. um, it was a big adjustment. But, um, you know, um, as far as uh, the agents that were out in the field, um, what were some of your challenges, Tammy? I mean, I know some. I've heard about several of them, but I know you guys were doing video calls with uh, walking through houses, and, uh, I mean, we were very virtual. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I worked. I worked with a couple buyers where I was just FaceTiming in houses, um, but I think it, the the biggest issue was just the crazy drop in inventory. Just you know, there's people pulled property off the nobody, market. Nobody, people were not comfortable listing their house yeah. because they didn't want strangers walking sure, through sure. them. So you know, just masking up and getting into whatever we could, mm-hmm. um, and then e- even today recently it's still just such low low inventory that every house i you know waiting in lines to get in wow um i have one buyer i've been working with him for oh my gosh like maybe eight months (laughs) and uh i we waited in a line down the block and uh it was a west chase pool house and i guess that's you know i'm still still have not found him you had me at pool right i mean (laughs) a pool if the house has a pool Mm -hmm. Forget it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's done. done. Doesn't matter yeah. what the house looks like. We yeah. want the pool. Million like, dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So 20, eight months later, offers. this buyer is still looking for still, a home. Wow. Still looking. Um, wow. You know, so So it's there's just... a message out there for, for you potential home sellers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we are definitely in an uh, inventory shortage here in the Florida mm-hmm. market. And yes. I think probably in most markets Pretty across much the United, yeah. United States right now. And and people are paying, I mean, overpaying, yeah. you know, and uh, I think the appraisers are losing their minds right now because, uh, you know, buyers yeah, dictate the market. So, and it's yeah. changing mm-hmm. so quick that they're trying to keep up with it. And I think it's, uh, I've seen appraisals across the board that are just, you know, all over the place. Yeah. So, um you know, th- this is a really good time for sellers if, if they really mm-hmm. want to um, get the the most for their property. This is it right here. Yeah, between be, between that and low interest rates. Oh it's, gosh, it's and that's amazing. why we have so many buyers right now. Right. You know, it's 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 yeah. a it's perfect recipe to get out there and buy. So so yeah. you know, we were having some conversation, kind of go off topic a little bit, but you know, the, there is um, certainly a lack of inventory in the market. And John, you and I have had some conversations about. We believe it's at the, the, um, the mid tier. So that's that homeowner that right now lives in that two hundred and eighty-five thousand dollar home. That instead of upgrading to the four hundred, four hundred and fifty thousand dollar home, they're doing renovations to their home that they currently live in because they're finally making the changes that they wanted to. A lot of them are doing cash out refis or renovation loans or whatever that is to do that, but. Do you kind of feel that that might be a little piece to the the inventory issue is that that particular homeowner who normally would have maybe moved up in this scenario is choosing to stay in the house they're in 
just finally make the improvements to it that they want. I would agree. I would agree with that, and I also think uh, there is uh, the the whole fear with the inventory of them try if they're moving locally. You know, a, a lot of people have been on the fence because they want to find something before they even put it on the market. And it's like, oh, my goodness. And in and, and this market, you can't have a contingency to sell. You're, you know, you've got people bidding, you know, 10% over asking price and they're, they're not winning it. So, yeah. So it's, it's really important for people to know that, you know, having a contingency to sell in order to buy is 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 it's really difficult in this you, market you really you, you don't want any yeah. contingencies um <coughs> you you know you, you're not asking probably for seller concession um yeah. so if, if you have buyers that you're working with they need that i mean it's yeah. difficult for them right now to uh, to enter the market for sure how what would you say is the average time it's taken a buyer to find a home in this market that's for you i think it depends on you know what their situation is i you know uh, the one that I've been working with for eight you months. You have somebody you just mentioned that's, and that's missed out on 12 somebody, homes. Yeah, now. another one we just yesterday submitted a 12th offer. Um, one of the offers was 15 over ask, wow. and we still lost out. We, we even agreed right up front to pay 3000 over the appraised value if it came in a little low. Still lost out. Um, almost every offer I submit with them, we're competing with about a, like a minimum of 10 other offers, 10 to 15. Um, and I, I mean, we've been very aggressive since November, and wow. I, you know, twelve offers, <laughs> just wow. So it depends we, on the. We've noticed you know. a tick up on our side too, because you know, one of the things we track is from the time that say you hand a referral to a loan originator to it actually closing, you know, we're we're measuring that number of days. Now I break it down in two ways: the number of days it takes from the time they went under contract to it funding. And then also from the first day they talk to an LO to it going under contract. Right. The, the first part of that, how long is it taking to go from contract to funding, hasn't changed any. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah. it's gone up almost on average seven days from this time last year to it's taking seven longer days. So we're up to over 40 days is what we're seeing from the time that we initially pre-approve a buyer mm -hmm. to them actually going under contract on something. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and what's interesting about that is, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I would say, you, you know, in, in most price ranges, if the home is priced correctly, it sells on a weekend. Yes. Right. So the listing is up and gone, but it the is. buyers are hanging out for five weeks. Right. Yeah. The last, um, I have two listings uh, right now that went under contract within a few hours. I mean, you know, I didn't pinned it within those few hours, but uh, I think the last one was that commercial one I was telling you. It had, I think, 12 offers on it. You said that you, you submitted your 12th offer, but we had 12 <laughs> offers in it. And it gets a little crazy when you've got it all out there and you're like, okay, because they're all so competitive and you're, and you're getting down to the nitty gritty. We're calling loan officers just to see yeah. how, how, how good this buyer is. Yeah, right. People are submitting letters telling how much they love the house, who's going to live there. Um, people, I mean, it's, it's, it's oh, a little crazy. I was going to ask, I, so it, since you bring that up, if you were to get a phone call from a loan originator... Yes. That was basically making Pro, their proactive. case for their buyer. I have. I, I've, I've had several times. You would consider times. that. Absolutely. And, 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 I, and I almost think that's better than the letter from the, uh, the people that are wanting to buy it because this is the person that's going to ultimately make sure this deal 
uh, follow the through. Yeah. The finish line, yeah. And uh, and and I and I appreciate it so much because for one, I know that um, you know I have more confidence in this buyer for my seller. Also, that this person is going to communicate with me and mm. and and you know be approachable and and answer the phone and talk to me throughout the process because that's another thing that you know sometimes communication is key. Oh yeah. my goodness, even if there's no news, so, you know, tell me there's mm-hmm. no news. Um, mm. So um, that's always really important to me. And, um, and okay. I mean, we had, we had one that closed and, uh, we had a problem finding a, an appraiser to go out there. I guess they were so overwhelmed with refis and, mm-hmm. and no one would pick it up. And we were like a, a week out, uh, past where they should have gotten out there. And, um, and, uh, it was actually one of you guys, uh, chance and, and so good at communication. I mean, all over it. And, uh, and that's something that I think people need to consider when they're getting ready to buy, make sure they have good representation sure. across the board. You With know. a local lender that you know how to get Absolutely. a hold of. Absolutely. will answer yeah. your questions. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. Sure. Uh, going straight online to, I'm not going to mention names, but <laughs> I could. And whenever we get certain, uh, you know, pre-approvals from places, I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, and I want to educate. You can't yeah. educate other no, people's I, I, buyers, listen, but it's I, like, oh. Listen, I totally get it. I, yeah. I totally get it, especially from you know, your standpoint of saying you're getting so many offers on a listing. If they're financed offers, the name on that letterhead matters, especially in a local market. Oh, my know. goodness. Big time. Yeah. Well, yeah, the well, last thing you want is a seller saying, you know, telling the seller the deal's not going to happen when you had 12 offers. Yeah. Right. And that's, yeah, that's oh, true, it, it makes that's us look bad. A little stressful. Big time. Yeah. yeah. So going back a little bit um, and where we were conversing about earlier, we were talking about the change in the market or the shift in the market in 2020. So obviously there were some things about the way you did business that had to change. Were there any changes about how you earn your business, either representing buyers or representing sellers? Um, did you have to shift or change? What's the word I'm looking for? I guess the um, the strategy to how you're obtaining your business. For for example, there was a period. I mean, we were essential in Florida, but there was a time where there was a moratorium for doing broker opens. Right, you couldn't do an open house on a weekend. And I'm guessing for those people in the business that relied on those to get their leads, they had to shift, you know, and 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 go via online or some other source. Um, was that the case with you guys or any of your agents? Yeah, you know, we were doing virtual open houses and virtual tours already. Um, not on every listing, uh, but we, we got pretty consistent with that. And um, we made sure we were, we were really having to educate our clients on being more virtual and learning how to use DocuSign or DotLoop or whatever the, the e-signature uh, platform we were using. Um, so it was a lot of education. Um, we had to up our game in emotional intelligence. Um, everybody's Trying going to read them. Oh my gosh, everyone's going through the same thing, but in their own way. So I think that was a challenge, and uh, and we've done pretty pretty well. We've got a good group, and um, you know a good tight knit group, and I think everyone did really well with it. And um, but but yeah, mostly getting. 100% virtual when we needed to and uh, making sure we took the precautions letting people know that we take everything seriously we're gonna make sure we keep you safe as much as we can and as ourselves as well so what about what, what were you doing Tammy <laughs> well I mean not being able to do open houses was kind of a a shift so that would um, normally be a big part of your strategy mm-hmm. okay. just getting face-to-face with people building that rapport always, that's yeah. that's the the i mean mm-hmm. you know 
sellers, we, we don't want to tell you, but it's not always <laughs> about selling your house, but it might be about mm -hmm. generating a lead for an, an agent that if they don't like that house, there's, you know, there's mm -hmm. hundreds out there in the market that you can yeah. show them. And being able to have that in-person conversation rather than calling strangers and trying to make that com connection just right, right over the just phone to the next person you yeah. know and you can but then you know then somebody else calls and tries the same you know but the face-to-face -face was kind of my strength so yep, yep. it's a little little difficult but still found some people a lot of out-of-state people um so it wasn't it wasn't terrible but i do miss the face-to-face -face from open houses now are you back doing some of that here I have Florida? not um, I've not done open houses yet okay um, I just I think there's still a lot of unknown people kind of hesitant to go yep. to open houses um, but I am doing you know in-person showings and you know we mask up mm -hmm. the houses that require take your shoes off put your gloves on we just you know kind of adjust to, to the houses but it's starting to feel a little bit back to normal even though the, the country doesn't feel like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of sellers do, don't want, like, that are occupying the homes, they, they won't. Uh, they I don't mean, want you to do an open yeah. house. Not at all. No. Yeah. Now, on vacant properties, we've been pretty successful because mm -hmm. we don't have to follow people around. We've kind of, it's more open. Things mm -hmm. are open. You, you take a tour. You know, we don't have to You don't need right to in. do an open house right now if you're a seller. I mean, you're, no. you're, you're going right. to have an offer. That's, that's another thing, I mean, yeah. before yeah. that open house happens Sunday, if you list on Friday, you probably have that's, two or three offers crazy. by Sunday morning. It is crazy. You know, sometimes really sight unseen, and I've heard agents now on the flip side, is they're, they're requiring that the buyer actually visit the property, and they don't want to take offers sight unseen from, quote, unquote, maybe hedge funds, investors, or people oh, yeah. that are just going to come in three days later inspect it and say hey i don't like i don't like it we'll Deals still buy off. it but we want you to cut the price correct yeah. try to oh, negotiate yeah. after that we we still get those from the hedge funds we still get those uh site and we know it's sight unseen right. i mean after you've you done so many deals you know comes the offer. as soon as you see the articles of incorporation you're like yeah no no i already know what y'all are gonna do i hate to say that but in this market you know you're not yeah. there's not a lot of you're we've, not getting we've, deals like you know we've had are. that you know I've, I've spoken to some agents that have run across that where you know folks are so desperate you know they're losing out on offers that they're having just regular buyers oh, as if they're making it. full price offers sight unseen sight unseen okay. and and right. even in that case you know that you still rely on that they they have to like the neighborhood right i mean if they don't have google maps i mean you can't get the perspective if you haven't already at least driven the neighborhood and seen who your neighbors potentially might be right you know and that can be a deal killer so agents have said nope i want to make sure you've been in the property physically looked at it not just virtually because when you come out to inspect it if the floor plan isn't what you thought it was that's right. going to kill the deal yeah no and, and it's it's funny because there's been a lot of um a lot of investors that are aren't, aren't in the game anymore they're taking a break because it's so hard to get a good deal right now and it's good for people in neighborhoods because it's stabilizing neighborhoods a little more it's not mm -hmm. you know investors putting renters it's it's homeowners people that are actually going to live there so you know there's there's positives too and yep and yeah. everything everything repeats full yeah. circle so. yeah it does yeah. so I'm, I'm gonna take you back a little bit you got into the business 2012 so eight years um was your growth trajectory like kind of always the same was it a, a big spike like how did you go from you know your first year you probably i'm not sure how many transactions you did to the team doing 160 in, in 2020 
Well, um, so in 2016, um, I started that other I started that other team, and um, and and we had to add buyers agents quickly because we were we were we were just generating so many leads, and um, we got them trained in e leads and conversion. And uh, that first year, we did really well. The second year, both teams were in the top one percent with the company. And um, in 2019, my uh, business partner for the uh, Welcome Home team, not my REO group, but um, she took a position, um, a salaried position. She wanted something more stable, Mm -hmm. you know. um, So I had both teams, and uh, my challenge was to merge. I had to marry two families, (laughs) and... um, Every year I have something big I have to do. I'm telling you, that was the big thing for 2019. You were with me then. Um, We had to merge uh, two very different people and get them to marry. So I did way more team builders that year than I ever needed to. Mm -hmm. But um, it was was difficult. But now, um, at the end of it, they ended up being a really big, like, tight family. And we pulled it together and... um, Gosh, 2019, I'm not even sure what we did in 2019. I think it was um, close, I think right around 31, 30 million, something like that. And then 2020, 34. No, 2019 was 34. Yes, the year we merged was 34 million. And then, you know, and then we just keep getting better. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So your team consists of, what, about 20? Okay, so um, we we have 20 people. eight different languages within the team wow. so very That's diverse awesome. lots of different backgrounds it's it's great um and um i'd say for the better part of 2020 there was probably 12 agents that were consistently working the, the rest took some time off because of what was going on so i see this year i mean everyone seems to be picking back up again yep. and it's gonna we're just gonna rock it this year it's gonna be great we're we're, we're still growing and um we're uh, expanding and uh, creating divisions within the team just because there's so many you know great people on the team that are looking to yeah. do different things and it's going to be a good year yeah. it's awesome. going to be really good yeah i mean the, to hear about the resiliency is is pretty great and, and i think that you know you kind of just said like it always seems to be something yes. you know and i i think you you can't look at that negatively <clears throat> no. right but i think you have to look at you know 2021 is going to have its covid we just don't know what it's called yet Yes. You know, in 22, we'll have something else. 2022, we don't know what it's called yet, but there's going to be something that's going to challenge you, that's going to require you to overcome, that's going to create opportunities. Yes. Um, and kind of one of the questions John and I always like to ask is, what role does like business planning play in you helping take your team to whatever the next level for you guys might be? Uh, well, um, so what I do within the team is we, we have... Um, a small we have small collaboration meetings because I think there's so many strengths in different members that um, I like getting the feedback so if I'm thinking on something that is a good direction for the team I'll, I'll pull a few people in that I know would have some good feedback and maybe have some you know experience in this and um, and these are more the senior members it's not everyone you know I've had several people on the team have been with me for five six years and uh, you know, I trust them and I know they know their stuff. So, um, and that's how, that's how I move forward with it. You know, ultimately I'll, I'll decide, but I rely a lot on, you know, my senior members to give their feedback because, uh, what they say is important to me as well. So, um, but yeah, so it's kind of a, uh, a working to get, it's, it's truly a team. I'll say I'm not, I'm not a, 
you know, I don't rule with a iron fist or anything. <laughs> do you put you? Do you ever put units and and volume to to paper? You know, as like part of yeah. Oh yes. Um, you know, I was big on it, and then um, I mean, I, I'm getting back into it now. Last year, it was kind of a wash when it comes to that because I couldn't be as demanding as I normally would sure. be. You know, I had to be more compassionate for what was going on. But last year we throw out that Yeah, was... like, no, get out of the house. Yeah, no, last year we... Go do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I'll give you a mask. No. So I couldn't, I couldn't really do that. But um, this year we've already set a lot of really uh, spectacular goals, and uh, we put our board back up, our top 10 agent board back up, you know, because we were pretty competitive yep. within the team. Uh, we're nice about it. Well, most of us are. Um, but it's... Now you looked um, at Tammy. You she, like, Tammy, what, what are you hiding no, back she, there? No, she's nice. She's <laughs> nice, but she, but she knows who she, I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but but I, I, I like working that way because I feel like it involves everyone. Absolutely. Um, and everyone Fires feels them like they got, yeah, yep. got... they've got something to strive for. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Everyone's got some skin in the game on, uh, hey, that was your idea, dude. You know, yeah. <laughs> let it go. No, that's, that's very cool. That's very cool. So I think one of the things, too, that... Um, you know, people probably want to know is what, what's the matter? She's, Wait, what? <laughs> no, something, was, something was in my eye. She just thought of about eight I'm things. About to, I'm about to say, why? Nervous. What did you yeah. hear? Yeah. I was reading the body language as we were talking about earlier. Yeah. So I think what a lot of people would like to know is what do you, what do we think 2021 real estate market is going to look like? Wow. What, what are some of your thoughts? Um, well, I, I think that we're going to continue to have a great market. Uh, the rates are going to continue to be nice. and um, we, we promise that. Okay, good. <laughs> um, you know, as far as the um, foreclosures and evictions, I'm, I'm, I don't know because they keep extending that. So um, I think we're at March 31st now. Um, uh, the new president... Uh, has, what I've read is he plans to continue to mm -hmm. extend that and come up with a lot of um, programs and plans for people to to get themselves back together financially. And um, so I think we're going to continue to have a really great year. And I think commercial real estate, residential real estate, it's all going to continue to be really good this year. And uh, that's that's what I believe is going to happen. So, so. It's interesting about that. So I know your team does a little bit of commercial too. Yes. And I, I guess a lot of us by now would have thought that the demand for commercial, commercial property would have gone down significantly because of COVID and remote workers, but it doesn't seem like the pricing has. What's the story? So um, it, it, it's the same thing with me. It's I think because rents are so high right now um, in the commercial side of things, a, a lot of my clients are looking to purchase because of the rates being so low, and it just makes sense for them to look for a commercial building or commercial space to just purchase outright, and then their payments are much lower. Um, and I'm surprised what's the with inventory, the rents. What's the inventory like for that? The inventory is... Um, very similar. It's a bit better. There's a okay. little bit more, um, uh, you know, because that's a different caliber of price ranges yeah. usually. Mm -hmm. But um, so uh, in the lower price ranges, of course, it's it's like bread and butter gone. Um, mm. But um, it, it's still low. It's I, I think it's low. Uh, okay. for what's I would have out thought there. rents would have come down. Well, that's what we that's what we're all hoping for. On, yeah. On the no. commercial side, and, and they're not. No. No, um, I was I was telling John about uh, an Airbnb that I j I sold last year, and I was I was wishing I hadn't because I had so many people booking for months, and they're paying so much money, 
you know, for the for mm-hmm. this little tiny spot. And um, and I, I think people are just um, they're. The, the rents are definitely a healthy market right now. People don't know where they want, want to be, and they, they don't know what's going to happen. So I think it's a lot of people on the fence about uh, what to do, and yep. uh, they need to just get off the fence and buy because this is such a good market for it. So if yeah. you could find something. Is there anything that we didn't ask you that, <laughs> that you wish we would have? No, actually, no. You're ready. You're ready for this to be over. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I feel like um, maybe Tammy hasn't gotten enough of it over here. I'm, She's, a, I'm all fat. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I want to um, add what I can and try not to sound, uh, you know, say anything that's going to be incriminating or. Um, Make me lose my license, and, you know. But you, you and your team, you're full service. You offer, you know, a variety of services, not just real estate related, but title, mortgage, and and, and what else do you have that's Absolutely. available? Absolutely, that, we um, title, mortgage, insurance, yeah. um, home warranty, property um, management. Property management. Uh, we have a commercial division, uh, several languages within the team, so we can service a larger uh, group of people, and um, especially on the listing side. If if, if you know we have people coming in from everywhere and we're ready to handle it and we're happy to do so and our buyer representation is absolutely free so it doesn't you know it makes sense awesome. to, to give mm-hmm. us a call and you know let us yeah. help you if yeah, you can. Start, start the process early get pre pre-approved pre-qualified ahead yes, of time and please uh, and work with a professional that's gonna uh, you know help help you understand the inventory and the shortage here in the market what the market bears um, you know, just speaking with agents when, when, when you have people making low ball offers, I mean, it's, it's not that time to do that yeah, if you're a home buyer. Definitely get good representation if you want to get something that you really love. You don't want to miss out on it because you had someone that didn't know what they were doing or how to navigate and get you a deal done. In today's done. market, right. That's right. Yep. Yeah, well, and I, awesome. used to show, I used to show like maybe a day or two to a new buyer without them getting pre-approved, like while they were in the process. And at this point... Wasting time, course it's, of time. You can't yeah, they're not gonna it's get gonna the gonna offer be, accepted. Yeah. 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 So, so how do folks get a hold of you? Um well they can go to our um we have several different avenues. We have Facebook. It's uh Facebook forward slash B H H S Tampa. Then we have Romanagents.com. And of course they can always give us a call um up to our office number. Uh, that we do not know offhand just by looking at Tammy's face. but um, That's the 305 c- number, right? <laughs> yes. You, you could give us a call at the 305-801-9807. Um, if I don't pick up, our answering uh, team will pick up and get you to the right people. Awesome. So. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank that you was, for having us. Cool. Yeah. Oh, thanks. man, I can breathe. <laughs> well, yeah. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Contacts to Contracts podcast. Thank you so much to Tammy and Jessica for joining us today. Thank you for having uh, us. We, uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to spend with us. I know you guys are really, really busy. If you liked what you see, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, like, feel free to share it on all forms of your social media. On behalf of John Jones and myself, we want you to always know if there's anything that you need. We're here to serve you.